The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Hey, it's Pete. And Aaron. Right here, right now, on Grinding Gears, Radio South 96.4 and Coast Access FM in Capity. Plus, uh, Spotify, iTunes, or you can stream us from accessmedia.nz. And find us on the old internets at Facebook. Just search Grinding Gears. Yeah, they are separate words. Not like much in the internet. Now, coming up this week, we've got a good lot of Toyota news. Plus, a good story found on uh, EV battery recycling. So, brace yourselves.
Welcome back to Grinding Gears. We are Pete and Aaron, bringing you the core news and reviews every week from Radio South ninety six point four and Coast Access Radio Carpety. And kicking off, Toyota refuses to abandon twenty five year old technology. Instead, it's doubling down on it. Yeah, Toyota was the first major automaker to introduce a series of production hybrids in its lineup nearly twenty five years ago. The first generation Toyota Prius despite being a fairly ugly vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, was a game-changer on many levels. Interestingly, the automaker today is in no rush to change its, change its entire lineup to pure battery electrics, uh, a decision already made by General Motors and Ford of Europe and among others. Now, Toyota is still investing plenty of time and money into its solid-state battery program, and it's been uh, using lithium-ion batteries for popular models like the latest RAV4. But it still uses old nickel metal hydride batteries, uh, a chemistry nearly all other automakers have long abandoned, even if they never even used it. Yeah. Automotive News reports that not only is Toyota sticking with the nickel metal, metal batteries, but recent uh, research and development efforts have proven to be very effective in giving it a new lease on life, called the bipolar nickel metal hydride uh, battery, uh, the updated configuration utilises a new structure design that not only makes it more powerful, but more compact. It was kind of a brilliant movement to this part, because the program required significantly smaller investment instead of completely overhauling things for new battery tech. Yeah, the new design is 1.5 times more powerful than before, and allows 1.4 times more cells in the same place. Uh, most customers are unaware of the kind of battery chemistry that's used in their hybrids, and even fewer really even, you know, seem to care. Mm. Toyota answered the call. Nearly doubling their size helps keep vehicles like the Prius competitive for the next several years. Normally, nickel metal hydride batteries have around 40% lower energy density than old lithium-ion batteries, but Toyota hopes to introduce a new generation of lithium-ion batteries sometime in the second half of the decade, along with their solid-state batteries. The downside with the latter is that they're likely to become more expensive. At first, like everything, it'll take time to bring costs down. Yeah, but for now, the new bipolar nickel hydride uh, tech is here to stay. As Toyota saw no reason to abandon a proven and reliable technology just because some perceived it as old. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And sticking with the big T in a hard case article, we found uh, someone's Prius odometer topped out. They were watching it to uh, turn over to 300,000 miles. That's 300,000 miles. It's like... Yeah. And it never happened. The 05 Prius has certainly gone a few miles as the engine batteries have never even been replaced. They actually noticed the Adomina hit 299.999 and they're waiting for it to turn over 300, but it just didn't. So they checked in with the dealership and they reckon that some models have an odometer ceiling. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, they uh, didn't believe the vehicle could travel so far. Uh, and getting a new odometer is costly, and the owners needed to report accurate mileage for uh, tax purposes. Thinking, the thinking is this is a manufacturing defect that Toyota should rectify. Especially since some of them probably have digital odometers, but don't quote us on that. I've been to some taxis after a night at the pub, so I never really noticed. And while this is a very impressive milestone, excuse the pun. Uh, see on the thousand mile cat caught uh, Jeff the roadshow car man by surprise. Yeah, he reckoned he hadn't even heard of that, and it's not a defect uh, um, in any sense. Not really. No. After three hundred thousand miles, he sure didn't feel like Toyota owes him anything. 
either pony up for a new odometer or look into GPS-enabled options. Mm-hmm. Well, another uh, question of to owners of other hybrids, how many miles of, or kilometres have you travelled in your vehicle? Can anyone top the 300,000 mile, or actually I did write this down, nearly 483,000 kilometres, Mark? It's got to be a benchmark for any mega bottle of car, really. Yeah, that's heaps. You know, go Toyota and carrying on with the brand, they've got a secret performance car plan. Uh, the news is Lotus is keen to be a production partner for the reborn MR2. Yeah, Toyota's MR2 could be developed as a joint venture with iconic performance brand Lotus as the Japanese giant looks further afield to make its three brothers' dream come true. That's the word at least from uh, Japanese auto sleuths Best Car Web, who reported that Lotus could be a production partner for the new MR2, which would uh, join the 86 and the Super in the brand's performance lineup. Yeah, the intriguing part though is what might be powering a joint venture model. Lotus has made no bones about its shift to being an all-electric company by the end of the decade. Uh, uh, with the Avita, or Avija, how do you Avija, pronounce yeah. Avija, or whatever, European. They're a mad new electric thing anyway. Yeah. Beautiful. Flash car. To be the first of an entirely new and entirely electric range. Mm. And if Toyota does partner with Lotus for this new vehicle, um, it would suggest the MR2 would be at least partly electric, if not fully electric, making it, as we said before, potentially Toyota's first EV performance vehicle. So I wonder if they'll use those batteries you mentioned earlier, or uh, Lotus would provide some. Yeah, uh, there are, of course, just uh, rumours for now. Uh, but we do know that Toyota executives have been touting a return for the MR2 nameplates as far back as 2018. Uh, part of the brand's three brother strategy, and that comes from the super chief engineer Titsu Tata, uh, who told Evo magazine in 2019 that the move would mirror the MR2 Celica Supra lineup of the 1990s. Mm, for now, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, if you look online, and we might put something up on our Facebook, there is a concept picture that I found. Oh, yeah. It looks pretty freaking sweet, so we'll try and put that up. But uh, so fingers crossed for that one as we engage music. BRB.
Once more with Pete and Aaron. Right here on Grinding Gears, transmitting from Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Capity. And once again, the topic of EV battery recycling is rearing its head. And if they're uh, not going to adopt freaking hydrogen, the world needs to crack battery recycling fast. Yeah, the shift to electric vehicles is exciting for many, but it leaves us with thousands of tonnes of spent batteries. Uh, we just did a show last week about Northvolt's development on a recyclable battery they uh, want to make available to car makers. Yeah, let's get the old flux capacitor out and travel to the year 2030. Electric cars are taking over the roads. Petrol and diesel cars will soon be a thing of the past. The European Union has banned their sales in order to speed up the switch to cleaner mobility and mitigate climate change. Indeed, electric vehicles don't emit any carbon dioxide when being driven, but the rechargeable batteries... Uh, causing environmental and social concern of their own. They can they contain scarce and expensive metals, and once the batteries are past their prime, they're tough to recycle. Ordinary lithium-ion batteries are made up of many individual cells and weigh hundreds of kilos. The battery uh, pack used in Nissan Leaf, for example, contains 192 part cells. That of the Model S contains 7,104 cylindrical cells. All bundled into modules that are screwed, welded, and glued together to be controlled as one unit. 
As batteries start to pile up, car makers, battery companies and researchers are trying to save them from ending up in landfills. Yeah, recyclers are primarily interested in, in extracting the valuable metals and minerals in themselves. Getting these materials is complex and dangerous, and after removing the steel casing, the battery pack needs to be unbundled into cells carefully to avoid puncturing any hazardous materials. The electrolyte, a liquid whose job it is to move lithium ions between the cathode and the anode, uh, can catch fire or explode if heated. So only once the battery pack has been dismantled, recyclers can safely extract the conductive lithium, nickel, copper and cobalt. Uh, used in the cathode, uh, cobalt is the most sought-after material used in batteries. We've been going on about bloody lithium. Yeah. Uh, in its raw form, the rare bluish-grey metal is predominantly sourced from the D- Democratic Republic of Congo, where miners work in perilous conditions, much like the lithium miners. Yeah, the world's major electric car manufacturers are already moving away from cobalt, uh, deterred by the human rights abusers. Uh, shortages in the chain supply and fluctuation of prices. A lady called Jenny Baker, an energy storage expert at Swansea University, reckons it raises the question whether recyclers will still find it worthwhile to dismantle new battery types, lacking the most valuable ingredients. She actually likens us to a dilemma in consumer electronics. It's often cheaper to buy a new mobile phone nowadays than it is to get it fixed. Yeah, yeah, well that's true. Recycling isn't much of an issue when EVs are still rare. Uh, there are only 11 million electric cars and buses on the roads by the end of 2020. And according to the International Energy Agency, the IEA, mm-hmm. there could be 145 million by 2030. And two and three wheelers, you know, motorbikes, mm-hmm. um, they aren't really included in this figure neither. Oh, the sales of EVs continue to surge, so will the volumes of spent batteries. Based on the million cars sold in 2017, researchers from the UK's Faraday Institution, a research outfit focused on batch technology, estimated that some 250,000 tonnes of unprocessed battery packs will reach the end of their lives in 15 to 20 years. That equates to half a million cubic metres of spent batteries, enough to fill 200 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Although some of these batteries will retire early when, you know, if you crash your EV or flip it or ride it off. Yeah, yeah. Global capacity for recovering raw materials from used batteries is estimated at 830,000 tonnes a year, according to the London-based consultancy Circular Energy Storage Managing Director Hans-Erik Meelan. You reckon a lot of this is actually in China and it's not available for other markets? Yeah, like, like much. As import of waste batteries is actually banned in China. They occupy more than two-thirds of the supply chain for lithium-ion batteries, but the ban can be solved by going through other recyclers, maybe in, like, Southeast Asia. Yeah, Europe is slowly catching up, both in terms of battery production and recycling, with car manufacturers leading the charge to reclaim the valuable materials. The IEA forecasts that recycling could meet up to 12% of the EV industry's demand for lithium, Nickel, copper, and cobalt by 2040, which, in our opinion, is still bloody low. Mm, the Volkswagen Group, which saw, you know includes Audi, Porsche, and other brands, is recycling up to 3,600 uh, yeah, 3, batteries a year during a pilot phase in its new plant in Salgitter, northern Germany. Salzgitter. 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 Northern Germany. 
And all processes are also showing an interest in entering technology too. Uh, Lithium-ion batteries have a lifespan of more than 10 years, so it will take a while for them to pile up. But long before that, there will be a need for recycling scraps from battery production. These scraps include trimmings and other waste generated from during the manufacturing process or batteries that fail a quality test. Mm, but before battery recycling can be scaled up, the industry really needs to rethink its approach. Today's recycling methods are kind of crude and designed to extract only high-valuable materials from the cells. Garvin Harper at the University of Birmingham stated, The holy grail for recycling is this idea of direct recycling. In simple terms, the cathode is separated out from the battery cell, regenerated in its chemical process, and then can be placed back in the cell. He says it's certainly something that needs actually been proven to work, and, uh, yeah, should. Yeah, well, while some research institutes, companies and startups are trying to figure out how to best recycle lithium-ion batteries, Others are working on cheaper, more sustainable types of batteries. Chinese manufacturers, the CATL and BYD, are already producing lithium-ion phosphate batteries, which are cheaper, less toxic, and cobalt-free. They are also banking on sodium-ion batteries, uh, which use the abundant sodium instead of relatively rare lithium to become the next generation of electric vehicle batteries. That does sound bloody clever. So we should stop thinking about recycling as a process to mine precious metals out of a battery pack. The value is not just the elements, it's a combination of those elements, how they've been engineered and put together. In other words, to get battery recycling right, we might just need to completely redesign batteries from the ground up. There's a lot to take in, but yeah. uh, and we're not going to have a Tesla time this evening, because frankly we've been talking about electric cars for most of this show. Yeah, yeah. So until next time, don't be a dick, make it click.
The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 